Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Good morning to you. It's the Wax Morning Farm Show. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... Joe Welke. And Jill. Good morning. Good morning. It was a beautiful weekend. It was a beautiful weekend. And I hear you got some babies running around your farm. Yeah, number one is here. Just number one? Yeah. What about number two, three, 27, 45? We got to wait a little bit yet. <laughs> Actually, we should have a quite a big herd that starts here. They're due about the 6th of March. So Okay. Then it'll be the baby boom. The big boom. The big boom. I'm so, waiting. Now, last year, I think the letter was L, wasn't it? Or what's the letter this year? It's M. M. So, yeah, last year would be L. I don't know. I'm having a little trouble with my alphabet this morning. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll send her back to elementary school. <laughs> you do what you got to do. So what's this calf's name? The first one of the season. It's Mel. Mel. Nellie had Mel. Nellie had Mel. Yeah. So, so is that like Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks, <laughs> Mel Bin? Mel. No. Just, just Mel. Mel. Just Mel. And <laughs> it's a, it is a boy, so it's not Melanie. Ah. I thought I had to uh, make sure to share that with you. <laughs> nope, I think we got that one figured out. Mel is kind of a generally a male name. Generally. 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 Yeah, you never know these days. <laughs> no, but he's doing really well, and he's uh, had to show me how he knew how to eat right away, so that always makes me happy. Okay, so he knew how to eat. Is he enjoying this weather that we had? He is. He's actually still in the shed, just because I haven't put him out yet. Mm-hmm. But I hear we're going to get some rain and stuff a little later this week. Rain? Hopefully, hopefully we get some rain. You should see this forecast. Well, I haven't looked at the forecast. I don't look at the forecast over the weekend. Do you want me to tell you the forecast? Well, I imagine I'll be hearing the forecast. Yes, you will. You know, today, I'm, I'm going to enjoy today. 62 degrees for the high. Do you think that breaks a record? You know, I think it probably will. I would think. It'd be close. I don't know. We got to see. And here's the funny thing. So then tomorrow, we drop a little bit. 57. Okay. Wednesday, 24 is oh, the wow. high. <laughs> I mean, we are taking almost a 40-degree turn here in two days. Yeah, but it's February. That's what happens in February. Yeah, but even then, 40 degrees is a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, usually we go like from zero to 50 below and back <laughs> in a few weeks, but... I, I mean, granted, I'll take this any day over that below zero stuff. Yeah. Well, our days are getting longer, though, and the sun is higher. And even at 24 degrees, we usually do well with the calving. Yeah. Get some sun out there and get those babies up. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Oh. Um, yeah, this weekend, let's see. What did I do? Ooh, I cleaned my car. Oh, good for you. Yep. Vacuumed it all out, wiped it all down, and took those rubber floor mats, and I scrubbed them. Got all the salt and dirt out of it. Would you like to do my truck? You know, I would. I don't have the right clothes today. 
Oh, right. Whatever. Well, I mean, it's true. You need dirty clothes to, to do that job. <laughs> I have blankets in the car for the kids in the seat because it's all leather interior. And, you know, usually in a normal winter, it's cold when you sit on those seats. And I shook them out. You should have seen my pants. They looked white after I was done shaking out these blankets just from the fuzz. Oh. Uh, so, I see? just figured my truck was too messy for you to clean out. No, I, I oh, would never bad. assume that. It's pretty bad. No, I bet it's not that bad. <laughs> what's it's, the worst thing? Well, do I want to know what's the worst thing that you can find in your truck? Nope. Nope, we don't want to know. Okay. Nope. Well, we've got some fun stuff in the news today. And Jill, I think we should get them ready for next week. What's coming up next week? The big event. It's the 60th annual Eau Claire Farm Show. It's next week, the 5th and the 6th. Yes. Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, I get to give away some tickets, too. Nice. What kind of tickets? They are Brantley Gilbert tickets. <gasps> no way. You get to go down to La Crosse, and that includes the bus ride down Ooh, there. Nice. So, the uh, Eau Claire Farm Show is at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center. That's up by Menards. Mm, the old Menards building, yeah. The old Menards building. And it starts at 9 till 3.30 both days, and there's no admission and I sure hope that everybody can come on over and see us and check things out. I think we might be giving away some other stuff, too, but then we'll have to wait and see. You'll have to show up and see what else we're giving away. Oh, yeah. We're going to have some, I think, apparel. We can maybe mention apparel. 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 We that. Uh, yeah, we, we can't say the other one. I think it would give it away. I think so, too. Because it would help with something. 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 Oh. And everyone's listening going, well, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> all I can say is come on up to the Eau Claire Farm Show. Yes. Bob will be there. I'll be there. You, I'll be there. You're planning on coming up for both days or just one day? Well, one for now. We'll see, you know. Whatever works into the schedule. It, we'll see what the demand is like. You know, I know Bob always has the line of people, you know, wanting pictures and stuff. And, and you've got your line and now it's just me. Yeah, no, I don't have a line. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She's just being modest. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of stuff to cover this morning, including some information from the USDA, Secretary Randy Romanski from DATCAP, also some applications that they're sending out, and burgers. I know it's early to think, and a lot of people are like, I'm not ready for a burger this morning. But guess what? You're going to be hearing about that. That's all coming up right here this morning. Well, good morning to you, Kristen Smith and Jill Welke on the Wax Morning Farm Show this morning. And Jill... Let's talk about burgers. Now, everybody has like, like their niche and their secret burger, you know, whether you like to put horseradish on it or barbecue or mayo or ketchup, whatever you like to put on there. Now's your chance for restaurant owners, especially. It definitely is. The Wisconsin Beef Council is on a mission to crown the undisputed king of patties in their inaugural Wisconsin's Best Burger Contest. This competition will celebrate the restaurant that makes the best burger using 100% beef. Now, 100% beef. Starting today through March 24th, you can send your submission if you think your local place has the best burger. Eight restaurants with the most nominations will then face off in a taste test showdown judged by a panel of burger taste testers i wonder how i can get on that panel <laughs> <laughs> the judges will also judge for flavor presentation doneness and overall experience Ooh. So, so get those nominations in before march 24th there are so many places how do you choose 
Well, maybe you just got to go to more of them. Oh. <laughs> well, and I know I, some of the best burgers I've ever had come from the bar. Oh, of course. You know, I don't know what they do to them, but they are always the, or else maybe it's just the whole aura of uh, eating them there. Or the beverage before, during, and after. <laughs> well, <I'm laughs> Might glad, be a little helper, too. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I'm just, no, I never do that. Well, I was talking about water. Uh-huh. I'm right sure away. you were. I was. I don't drink anymore. I'm a nice girl now. Or any less? Well, no, I don't drink anymore at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, get those applications in before March 24th. So, if you know a restaurant that makes the best burger, get those in there. The Wisconsin Beef Council is trying to crown the king of patties. We've got a whole lot more this morning coming up. We've got some weather, news, and markets. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to be touching base with some more news. So we already talked about, do you know a restaurant that makes the best burger? And now we've got news from the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection that Secretary Randy Romanski is co-sponsoring an action item urging the USDA and Congress to appropriately fund state meat inspection programs. This was during the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture Winter Policy Conference this month. Romanski is an active member of the Food Export Association of the Midwest USA, and he currently serves as the secretary-slash-treasurer of the organization. He says that adequate funding would ensure a healthy and robust meat industry. And Jill, I think that is something that is true. We do need to get appropriate state funding for meat inspection. We absolutely do. And I've been around to some of the conference that I've gone to, and I found out that there is so much help out there, more than just locally. I was down to NAFB, so the National Convention for Broadcasters, and there was a gentleman, and you've heard it because I put the audio on, but they go around and they ask, answer questions for the meat's processors and they stay away from the big four Mm -hmm. they don't they don't offer them any assistance on anything they are focused on the meat processors that are oh i don't know call them the mom and pops or just the smaller ones that are really getting off the ground and providing some great local product and yeah. a lot of people like that it's locally grown. Yeah, they know they know that it's raised well and it's processed in the right way. It, it didn't come over on a boat and then get the mm-hmm. stickers put on it like it's made in the USA, but it really truly is from, you know, from somebody's feedlot. Um I know my family grows steers and and they process and send out those quarters and halves and it's just a great appreciation for a quality product. And it tastes fresh. Yes. I know that sounds like some people are like, oh, it tastes fresh. You can tell, though, something that's been like even frozen like for too long and you get it out. and It's just kind of different where this is fresh. Yeah. Well, and I like to do a little bit of a shout out to when I worked at the school district, I uh, would <laughs> I got teachers hooked on some of that beef that I grow and they still keep coming back for more. And, and they even, they've even said, yeah, we've tried to buy it from so-and-so or here and there. And, and they just can't quite do it. And I'm like, perfect. Let's get some of that good product out there. Yep. Good homegrown beef. 
All right. And we've got some interesting ticket giveaways this morning. I know, Jill, you had said you're giving away Brantley Gilbert for the Eau Claire Farm Show. Yep. Brantley Gilbert. He is coming to lacrosse on March 23rd. Yep. And now we also have tickets. Now, this is for March 8th through the 10th, the Central Wisconsin RV and Camping Show. We've got VIP passes. It's Friday the 8th, Saturday the 9th, and Sunday the 10th of March. March at the Central Wisconsin Convention and Expo Center. That's up in the Rothschild, Wausau area at the Cedar Creek Mall. And again, that's the Central Wisconsin RV and Camping Show, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. If you want to go, we've got passes, VIP tickets. Just email, and that'll be waxbob at gmail.com. We need your name, address, all that fun stuff so we can get you these tickets, so we can send you to an RV and camping show. Jill, lead us off for the morning for our morning markets. Cash livestock, choice fed beef steers are 170 to 185 with mixed steers 150 to 169. Choice fed beef heifers are 170 to 182 with mixed heifers coming in at 134 to 169. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 150 to 181. Choice fed Holstein steers are 155 to 168 with select and silage fed steers 114 to 154. Cows are 84 to 110 with a top of 123. Bulls are 117 to 136. Butcher hogs are 35 to 64 with sows at 30 to 36 and boars at 16 to 21. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are 140 to 188. Feeder lambs are 150 to 315. Ewes are 50 to 150. Small goats are ten to one hundred seventy dollars. Medium goats are one hundred twenty-five to three hundred to two hundred thirty dollars. Large goats are one hundred ninety to two hundred sixty dollars. With nanny goats at one at seventy-five to one hundred ninety-five dollars. Thank you so much, Jill, for that update. And switching over to your live cattle for April's at one eighty-seven ninety. That's up a dollar thirty-five. June is at one eighty-three eighty-seven, up a dollar seventeen. August is at one eighty-three on the head. Up a dollar forty-seven. Feeder cattle for March is at two fifty-four fifty-seven. Up two fifty-two. April's at two fifty-nine ninety-seven. Up three twenty-seven. May is at two sixty-two oh seven. Up two seventy-five. Lean hogs for April's at eighty-seven twenty. That was unchanged. May was at ninety eighty-five. Up fifty-two. June ninety-nine thirty-seven. That was up forty-five cents. Switching over that Chicago Board of Trade, your March corn was down just a fraction at three ninety nine. March oats up a penny at three sixty five. Your March beans were unchanged on the overnight to eleven thirty three. March soybean meal was up a dollar sixty to three thirty three ten a ton. March wheat up a penny at five seventy five. On the dairy side, your barrel cheese was up a half a cent to a dollar sixty one and a half. Blocks were up a nickel to a dollar fifty five on Friday, and your class three futures were up three and three quarter cent to two eighty five. Switching over those class three futures. February slipped just a nickel to sixteen fourteen. March up eighteen cents on Friday to seventeen thirty one. April up nineteen cents to seventeen eighty five. May up twenty one cents to eighteen sixteen. June up thirteen cents to eighteen fifty two. You know, I do have to tell you this, Jill. So, a few years ago, the garage door at our house broke, and my husband says it was my fault. I didn't know that the gears were grinding, so the door went up and then it stopped. So what do you do? You hit the button. Door came down, hit the button again. Door went up and it stopped. Well, here it ground off the gears in whatever box that thing is. I don't know much about garage doors. They're supposed to go up and down. If they were gears, it'd be a gearbox? Something. It's in the garage door opener. (laughs) So I sat there and I'm like, huh. So no, we we dealt with it. We were holding the garage door down. Now get this with screwdrivers. I mean, that's, that's ingenious to hold that sucker down. 
Absolutely. But it's cold in the garage. It's just kind of, ah. So I got a hold of security overhead door over in Marshfield. And they got me a brand new garage door and an opener. That's awesome. And it is snazzy. It has facial recognition. It's got cameras on it. And that was just part of, of the package that I got. And the door opens. It closes. It's insulated. It's pretty. And how does that new garage door smell? Oh, just like a new car. <laughs> so I have to give a big shout out to security overhead door over in Marshfield for giving me my garage door back. It was weird, though. I got up this morning and I'm like, I actually get to walk like through the house because otherwise, you know, it's too noisy in the morning. So I've been parking outside for the last how many years, like on Monday mornings. Now I got to go downstairs, push a button. The door went up quiet and it came down quiet. Nice. It was exciting. I know it's corny, but I like it. So yeah, it's the it's simple always, pleasures in life for me. It's always nice to have something new, though, and then it works so well. Oh, it works amazing. I love it. Well, we got to keep moving along. And speaking of new, Tony Melanthan had a chance to speak with Bob about house renovation, but they're using soybeans. So he'll be joining us next. Your checkoff dollars at work. Do they really do things with your checkoff dollars from various commodities? Well, with the soybean board, yes, they do. We're in the old galley area in Dunn County, and Tony and Katie Mellenton are with us. And Tony, you're on the United Soybean Board. You've been on the Wisconsin Soybean Board. What in the world's going on at your house here? Uh, as you kind of led to, I'm one of 77 directors on the United Soybean Board. That is the national board who uh, spends your checkoff dollars, your soybean checkoff dollars. As many people know, and if you're not aware, one of the things we invest in is new uses, finding new ways to utilize our soy. That's what this project is all about. New uses, more than new feeds and new soy diesel for airplanes these are things consumers can use absolutely you know a lot of people think like you said they think about feed and fuel but they don't realize that soy has a solution for your everyday uh, in-house needs did you even know that they made things that could redecorate your house i've become aware pretty quickly i maybe had a little background knowledge but i'm really uh getting a uh kind of drinking by your fire drinking by your fire hose uh with it right now now you've got uh, quite a crew assembled in the house as we're speaking what's going on rewind back uh multiple months i met tracy via zoom but it was through the united soybean board uh just kind of talking with uh, her team uh, as they do projects that highlight soy uh in the conversation came up that my wife is pregnant It'll be our third child, and she kind of dropped a subtle note of how she is an interior designer and loves uh, designing nurseries. And we kind of took her up on her offer to go come from California to Wisconsin and redesign our two girls' rooms in the nursery with soy-based solutions. Katie, you're the one that's going to have this third child. Is this an easy way to remodel a house? Yeah, I think it's probably one of the best ways to have that happen. Now, you're not a professional designer. Tracy is. We'll talk to Tracy in a moment. But how much input did you have into this? Or did you say, here are the rooms, go for it? You know, as an avid Pinterester um, and, you know, dreaming and, you know, you know, you want your little girls to have the cutest little rooms. So um, I did send her some ideas of kind of what the girls like and the colors that they like. And um, we don't know what this next baby is going to be gender-wise. So uh, we wanted to play into a, a nice gender-neutral uh, nursery. So um, I think she's going to do a, a great job. 
as we stand here, the project is underway. Not finished, but it's uh, well underway. Any surprises yet? Are you uh, happy with what you're seeing so far? Yeah, I'm happy so far, absolutely. Did you give them any guidance at all that uh, on colors or what the kids like? I did tell her some colors, yeah, that the girls like. I mean, they're girls, so, you know, pinks and, and those yellows and things like that are um, definitely their favorite. So I'm sure uh, our five-year-old will have be, probably be opinionated, and then the one-year-old, she'll, she'll be happy with probably with, them, with whatever. <laughs> well, let's find out how this is all working. Tracy uh, Hudson is with us from Los Angeles. True story, Bob. How did you get involved with, uh, with the Mellontons, Tracy, and the United Soybean Board, and how did this all come together, and how long have you been doing this sort of thing? I mean, probably since birth, probably. <laughs> I just, my, my brain works that way as far as doing interiors, and I have a hosting background. I've been on a couple of TV shows, Extreme Makeover Home Edition, Picker Sisters, and I love to upcycle. I like to repurpose things. I wrote a sustainable design book ages ago for kids' rooms mm -hmm. and nurseries, mm -hmm. and um, I love working with United Soybean Board. Uh, we come up with content, how to get awareness out about products and, and all facets, right, in all industries. So uh, naturally, when there's decor involved. Let yes. me ask before we go any farther, you mentioned uh, the makeover show. Yeah. Are we going to see this project on one of those shows that we can pick up on TV, a streaming service or something like that? What's the status of this? Stranger things have happened. Who knows? For sure, we will have it up on uh, all the social mm -hmm. channels. But yeah, you never know. How did you and Katie get together? And you obviously just walk in the house this morning and say, "Oh, those are the rooms I'm working with." You had to have a little background so you could do some yeah. planning. I have. It's been a few weeks now, but as Tony mentioned, I we were on a Zoom call discussing mm -hmm. other projects, and he mentioned that they were expecting a third baby. And I said, "All right, well, I'm going to show up. We'll figure this out." But before the baby comes, I'm going to do the nursery, and then it turned into, "Well, maybe the." sisters the big sisters need their own space too and so we just had some fun with it katie was really great and sent me sort of what the girls are liking right now and it's always interesting designing places and spaces when you've never been there before like we hadn't even met in person yet um, what about working with the united soybean board as mm -hmm. far as finding out what kind of products are available and where they come from and what the relationship is and how that fit into your ability to design and to remodel these rooms? I, I mean, I think that approaching projects with that in mind and trying to be as sustainable as possible, to me, that's, again, just how I approach all projects. So unraveling what soy is an, an ingredient in is fascinating to me. It's everything from insulation to paint to stains to plywood, adhesives, plastics, fiber, like baby clothes, all sorts of mm -hmm. things. So, this, I mean, it's just been really fun just to be able to find these products and, and I'm going to put them in the room. And it's going to be a really fast makeover, right? So it's, what's today, Friday? So... I found a local person, thank thankfully, through Tony and Katie, um, and he's been doing all the paint, putting up the wallpaper to get a head start. But I don't know if you saw the big pile of boxes when we first walked in here. My next question, <laughs> when I walked in, the whole yeah. front half of the, of the front room is full yeah. of boxes, mm -hmm. and they're all different sizes, configurations, but the thing I was looking at are the return address labels. These things have come from all over the country. How do you tie in with people all over the country 
that uh, have what you need with some kind of soybean base to it. Yep. I mean, it was just really, it, just like you said, just piecemealing it together to see what was available. It's going to be a quick makeover. We're out of here by tomorrow afternoon. So getting a head start and knowing that these products were already here and waiting for me. The products available, do you design around the products available or do you design and then find somebody that can provide that soybean-based product or yes, whatever? the latter. That's really how it went. I went off of Katie's, um, you know, sort of wish list and then I found the most, um, the products that made the most sense that had plant-based, soy-based um, ingredients to them as much as I possibly could. But are you finding, because you've been doing this, as you said, for, for a few years now, mm -hmm. are you finding the market for these soy-based products, uh, the checkoff dollars that work, so to speak, becoming more and more available? Are you finding more people producing these kind of uh, value-added renewable projects from uh, our natural resources, soybeans, corn, or whatever? Right, exactly. I think the consumer is becoming smarter and these uh, companies are listening. And um, if they can use sustainable products and soybean as an ingredient, then it makes the most sense. That is really interesting stuff that Tony and Katie Mellenton had the chance to remodel their home using soybeans, like soybean-based items. Yeah, it is really kind of neat, all the different things they can do with different products. Um, I There was even... I went to a conference where they're using hemp and they were making furniture out of hemp, among other things. Yeah. And it was, uh, I, I don't even think of using stuff like that to make that. So. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Well, Bob, thanks so much for that update, but we got to keep moving along here. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next. And Rocky Olson is joining us now from Premier Livestock and Withy. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So, did you have a nice weekend? Did you get outside yesterday and do something fun? I did, yeah. We got uh, started doing some spring cleanup yesterday. So. Ooh. Yep, I did that with my car. Got it vacuumed out, wiped out. The kids were outside almost all day. It was a really beautiful afternoon. It was, for sure. Well, catch us up. What's going on over at Premier Livestock and Withy? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how the week uh, shaped up here at Premier. Uh, we did sell over 3,800 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers 150 to 164. Select low choice 140 to 149. Your choice B steers and heifers up to $1.74. Market cows traded much stronger this last week. Uh, many from 95 to 109. Your high yielding cows from 110 to 120. And we sold those uh, feedlot type corn fed cows. Cows from 121 all the way up to 130 on the cows. Market bulls high yielding from 105 to 126. Organic market cows sold every Monday and Tuesday, mostly 120 to 156. Calf market continues strong. Newborn Holstein bull calves from 350 to 640. Your beef cross calves from 400 to 860. And your Holstein heifer calves 200 and down. Keep in mind we sell baby calves, market cows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Big week here at Premier. Uh, we got two dairy cattle auctions this week. Tuesday, we got our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, open shortbreads and springers. We have a very nice run of heifers for that sale. Uh, feel free to bring those heifers uh, for the Tuesday sale this evening. We feed water and take care of them at no additional charge. Uh, then we got uh, Wednesday, our weekly dairy 
cattle auction featuring several top bunches of milking cows. Uh, right now, mostly parlor freestall cows and some really nice registered cows for that sale. Many of those cows milking 90 to 130 pounds. Uh, we're also accepting, still accepting consignments for our spring machinery auction, uh, but this is the last week to bring consignments, and our ads all go out on Thursday morning. We'll get one ad going out about noon today and the other one about 10 o'clock in the morning Thursday. So if you want your items advertised, uh, like I said, we'll have a hard cutoff for this Friday for any equipment of any kind coming in. Uh, list of consignments at premierlivestockandauctions.com, and we'll be updating that this morning. We had lots of equipment come in this weekend. Uh, check that out, 7 uh, at Premier. Like I said, premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us the call, 715-229-2500. And that's how it shaped up, Chris. Excellent. Well, you have a great day, Rocky. Enjoy the weather, and we'll catch you tomorrow. You too. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock and Withy. And, Jill, let's touch base with a little bit of farm news. And you actually had a chance to talk to Randy Romanski also. I did. Oh, hold on. There we go. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Sh- you had me shut off, didn't you? Well, I turned you on. You just you were too <laughs> speedy for me. I was kind of paying attention. Kind of. Some days. <laughs> well, DadCap is accepting applications for the next Wisconsin Agriculture Youth Council. High school students who are will be seniors during the 2024-2025 school year should apply now for the council. The purpose of the Wisconsin Agriculture Youth, Co- youth Council is to encourage young people to engage with state government and increase their awareness of DadCap's interaction with Wisconsin's agricultural industry. Students serve a one-year term and receive a certificate at the completion of the term. DATCAP seeks to have 15 members with at least one member from each of the nine council districts. To apply, students must complete an application form, and DATCAP will accept applications through March 31st. And these kids get to meet up with uh, Randy Romanski and the other staff members, and they do a Zoom meeting once a month. And talk about egg issues. All right. And you had a chance to speak to Randy on this. I did have a chance to speak to him. All he's right. always full of energy and always full of information. Well, let's take a listen and see what we can hear. Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski. Ag Youth Council. What's that all about? So a few years ago, the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection created this group called the Wisconsin Ag Youth Council. And it's an opportunity for high school seniors to spend... Uh, one morning a month with us uh, virtually at the department so that we can learn from them and what they are looking for, wanting, needing in their career pathway in agriculture. And we can also connect with them about the kinds of services that our agency provides, that state government provides, and also connect them with people from the agriculture industry so they can uh, they can kind of get a little bit of a jump start on you know, p- potentially finding their career in agriculture hopefully in Wisconsin. What are some of those topics that you guys do discuss? Well, we talk about our agency program. So we talk a little bit about how our division of animal health, make sure that we have a healthy uh, livestock uh, industry in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, We talk about soil and water health. We have our staff talking about that. But then we bring in experts from from the world of agriculture, the industry. We have ag communicators come in so that they can understand the importance of communicating, uh, how important agriculture is to them, uh, just to try to 
give them some more tools in the toolbox. Uh, let them hear directly from people in the industry uh, what excited them about getting involved with agriculture, what the career pathways might be, why is it important for young people to have a career pathway that includes agriculture. So we, we, try, to, we try to cast a broad net uh, and and just kind of create some opportunities for them. And creating those opportunities are for high school seniors, but you're looking to collect up some juniors to get that staff going, aren't you? Yeah, so we are announcing the the formation of the what is now going to be our fifth Ag Youth Council. So we'll have uh, another group of students joining us next fall. That'll be our fifth class, and it's high school seniors. But we're also talking to juniors, sophomores. We're trying to start people thinking about this a little bit early because uh, it's a competitive process. So uh, we take 15 and we take them from all over the state. So we want to make sure that all parts of the state are represented. But we want people to start thinking about it now. How would that junior start on the whole process? You can go to the DACAP website, dacap.wi.gov, and it's uh, the Wisconsin Ag Youth Council. The application information should be there. You know, if I could say anything, I would just say, if you're thinking about it, look it over and, and see if this is something for you. We've got really enthusiastic former Ag Youth Council members who really speak highly of what uh, what they learned in the process. And I can say from our side, uh, from the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, we learn from them as well. It's important for our agency to know what people who are going to be that next generation of leaders in agriculture, what their thoughts and needs are. And that was Ag Secretary Randy Romanski. And I talked to him when I was down to Madison at the FFA Day on the Hill. And there was an awful lot of youth that raised their hands that they had been part of this youth council. And it just really is good to see the opportunities out there. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for that update, Jill. That was some good stuff. I like it. I I always, I like chatting with Randy. We've got a lot of, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Everyone, I don't think you can meet a nicer guy than Randy. Nope, and he's very knowledgeable about things that are going on at the Capitol. Very good. And speaking of knowledgeable, we got to check in with Miss Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom today? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Crews on site and a detour for the better part of five hours yesterday in Dunn County as a crash is under investigation. Crews on scene a little before one Sunday afternoon after a fatal crash occurred on 25. It was Northline Road in Dunn County near Menominee. Preliminary investigation showing a pickup truck traveling southbound pulled into the northbound lanes to pass a vehicle and drove head-on into a passenger car traveling northbound. The driver of the car fatally injured. The driver of the pickup truck received minor injuries and was transported to a local hospital as the investigation continues. Police in Cudahy say they have a suspect in custody after a road rage shooting incident Saturday night. Officers announced the arrest yesterday and the victim, identified by his family as 41-year-old Eric Maddox, died Saturday night after police say he and another driver got into a fight. Witnesses say the two were arguing as they were driving down the street and then stopped. That's when the shooting happened. As we look into some other headlines, there's been a second person arrested in a UTV hit and run in Vernon County. Police in Westby say they arrested 21 year old Robert Purvis for a first degree reckless endangerment. Police say he was riding in a UTV that hit and seriously injured a woman on February 4th. A second suspect, 22 year old Mitchell McCritic, was arrested at the time of the crash. Taking the downtown drive in Toma will look different now as there's another hole in the downtown after firefighters say a Friday night fire destroyed a candle shop. No one heard at Sassy Girl Aroma Store, but a fire did destroy the building. Firefighters on scene from Oakdale, Fort McCoy, and Volk Field all called in. Details online with that 
information at 715newsroom.com. At the lawmaker level, plans to get tougher on human trafficking take the docket this week in Wisconsin and another step forward with the Senate committee set to vote on proposals from the Speaker's Task Force on Human Trafficking. That includes more training for everyone from teachers to hotel workers on how to spot signs of human trafficking in the state. There's also a plan to create a new Human Trafficking Council for Wisconsin. The state assembly already approved the plans. And of course, we have our local polar plunges, less polar this year than in other years, but we're going to take this one to the East Coast where over 8,000 people set a record and braved the Jersey waters, making a splash in the record pages as well. It's the largest polar plunge on the shore, and temperatures in the mid-30s did not scare away participants who came from all over New Jersey. Donations from teams and individuals alike raised close to $2.5 million this year. That, along with the 8,000 participants on hand, both set records for the event. The Polar Plunge, now in its 31st year, is the biggest fundraiser for the Special Olympics in New Jersey. I'm Jim Forbes. And kind of like a dunk into freezing temperature waters, that's how we're waking up this morning. Take that splash to the face with Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do have VIP passes for the Central Wisconsin RV and Camping Show, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. If you would like some free passes... You gotta email us at wax, W-A-X-X-Bob at gmail.com and we will send them your way. But first, we gotta head over to our markets, check in what's going on. We've got the Altoona Barn. Jim Lindsay is joining us now. Good morning, Jim, and catch us up. What's going on at the Equity Altoona Barn? Choice beef steers now first dollar fifty to a dollar seventy three. Choice dairy cross steers now first dollar forty five to a dollar seventy. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar fifty six to a dollar sixty seven. Choice Holstein steers dollar forty five to a dollar fifty five. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar forty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from a dollar ten to a dollar nineteen. The top of a dollar twenty. Sixty percent of the cows sold from eighty nine to a dollar nine. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from eighty eight and down. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, March eighth, starting at noon we will feature bred beef cows at this sale all feeder sales are live on kettle usa if you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on kettle usa or to consign cattle to upcoming sale feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments go to the equity livestock market consignment page and click on the altoona market this has been jim lindsay reporting from equity livestock in altoona have a great day you too jim thank you so much for that update from the equity altoona barn and now jerry fitzgerald from the stratford equity barn is joining us now good morning jerry well Kristen, good morning to you and i could i could just tell uh uh by listening to you uh you and jill before you know your uh nice warm weather you're all ready to get your swimwear out and then this guy comes on and says we're going to get 24 degrees <laughs> well, i'll still get my swimsuit out i can wear it oh. in my house Oh, well, okay, well, I was <laughs> be a little nippy outside Wednesday, though, I guess. So I guess uh, as we talk about the markets, folks, uh, just kind of keep aware of the weather forecast for uh, marketing road conditions on Wednesday, I guess. They'll probably come into play here. So we'll deal with that when we get to it. Sounds but good. In me- but in the meantime, we're going to tell the folks about what's going on here at Equity Stratford. How about we do that? Sounds good. Take it away, Jer. 
All right, thank you, and good morning to everybody. And this will be a, a, a full scale, a full sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. We'll get underway this morning at uh, ten o'clock with the market auction. We'll sell market cows this morning, and along with uh, fed cattle, market bulls. Eleven thirty, we'll get to those calves, and just a brief look at the uh, market situation from last week. Very strong on all classes of livestock. High yielding cows last week, one hundred five to one twenty five, up to one twenty nine. Most of the cows we sold last week were between eighty five and. 105. Uh, your Holstein steers last week, uh, mostly from 140 to 160. Uh, your fancy high cho- high yielding choice prime Holsteins up to 169 and a half. Uh, bull market last week did top at 131, and baby calves very very strong. Holstein bull calves up to 630, and then beef calves all the way up to 870. So anyway, that'll be uh, today's auction. Tomorrow we start at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. We do have uh, a consignment of large squares of third crop already for that sale. That'll be at 10 o'clock tomorrow. 11 o'clock tomorrow we get into the uh, market auction, including organic cattle, and last week our organic cows sold in range mostly from 140 to 159, and uh, we will also sell market cattle, regular conventional market cattle tomorrow. Wednesday auction um, gets underway bright and early Wednesday morning with full marketing day, of course, uh, including cheap hog and goats. Feeder cattle sale this week at 12.30, and our market on auction does start on Thursday at 11 o'clock. So, again, also just a reminder, if you folks are planning on attending, uh, uh, well, in the listening area, we've got, of course, three uh, equity district meetings, uh, Altoona Baron, uh, Sparta, and Stratford. Uh, uh, there is a link on the website, uh, just uh, Send them an email, tell them which one of them uh, annual meetings you're going to, and they will put you on the list so they kind of get a head count for the food and everything. So be courteous and do that. And also, I know, uh, I don't know about the other two, have to check it out, but I know some important meetings because district director election in the Stratford meeting this year. So those are coming up in March, and I know uh, you folks at WAC, so keep everybody up to date on all that. And and in the meantime, we'll turn it back to you, ladies, and you enjoy the day, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning to let the folks know what's going on in the market world. Sounds good, Jerry. You have a great day. Get outside with your Speedo and have a good one. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know. We'll just pass Oh, on yeah, that. you'll be out there. We know. <laughs> have a good day. You too. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. It's the last Monday in February already. Spring work, really and truly not that far away, and that includes if we're seeding any new alfalfa stands. Dan Undersander joins us this week again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dan, longtime state forage specialist in Wisconsin. And uh, Dan, contracting is becoming a big way of life in agriculture nowadays, and that includes uh, maybe not having to buy some equipment, let somebody else do the seeding for us too, right? That's right, Bob. There are several advantages to hiring uh, somebody else to do the work. What's happening is that we have now about a 30-year history of contract harvesting, we estimate that almost 40% of our forage is harvested under contract, and that's an advantage to the uh, landowner or the dairyman because everything gets harvested in one day and it's of comparable quality. Uh, it also saves labor, and uh, it, it really helps for single-family farms where they can't get everything done, but if they can hire somebody to do the seeding, then the farmer can concentrate on his herd. Uh, so think about some of these contract harvesters are starting to do contract seeding. And uh, I think that's a good process that many farmers ought to look into. 
for one thing, they're using the uh, latest technology in seeding. They've got better design drills, uh, good pressed wheels, uh, wheels, and uh, they also, in some cases, have uh, load cells on the boxes that they can set the seeding rate somewhat more accurately. And what we're seeing then is, is if you hire somebody to come in and do the seeding, they know how to set their machine for the soil type, to get the right depth, to get a good stand. Uh, you can seed a cover crop with it if you want with these drills, or you can just seed the alfalfa. But uh, because you're using a good drill because you're getting good placement and because you're packing the soil good over the seed, um, you can probably get by with a little lower seeding rate, and so then that will uh, save some money in the uh, overall process. But most importantly, you have a much higher probability of getting a good stand, and that's what really counts in yield as we go into this year and into the next couple of years. So one of the things to consider if your machinery isn't maybe up to date, if it has a few years on it, is this contract seeding. Uh, I've seen, looked at a number of older drills, and the problem always is that the seeding mechanisms wear. And I've seen many drills where uh, one opening was seeding twice as much as the one next to it which is probably just uh, not an efficient use of the seed. So I do recommend that we, uh, if you have an older drill, uh, maybe rather than trying to use that drill and take the uh, losses due to uh, poor stand establishment, it's better to hire a contract harvester to come in and do the seeding for you and get it all done. And get it done correctly, and it'll be there for a while. Thanks, Dan. Contract seeding. Take a look at it. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, again with us today on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Thank you so much, Bob, and Dr. Undersander for that update. And let's take another look at our morning market, shall we? On the Chicago Board of Trade, your March corn was down just a fraction on the overnight to three ninety nine. dollars March oats were up a penny at three sixty five. dollars March soybeans were unchanged at eleven thirty three. March soybean meal was up $1.60 to three thirty three ten a ton. March wheat up a penny at five seventy five. dollars Country elevators in the area, we've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at three sixty five for corn. Baldwin's at 338 and 1053. Chippewa Falls is at 336 and 1060. Durand and Fall Creek are both at 333 and 1043. Mondovi's at 338 and 1048. Elmwood's at 343 and 1053. Osseo, 348, 1053. Loyal's at 343 and 1048. Elk Mount is at 343 for corn, 1058 for beans. Sparta, 343 and 1048. Ellsworth, 329 and 1043. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 357, Stanley and New Richmond both at 354. Switching over to that dairy side, your barrel cheese was up a half a cent to $1.61 and a half. Your blocks were up a nickel to $1.55. Double A grade butter was up three and three quarter cent to two eighty-five. And your class three futures for February were down a nickel to sixteen fourteen. March up eighteen to seventeen thirty-one. April up nineteen to seventeen eighty-five. May up 21 to 1816, June up 13 cents to 1852, and then those markets were upward trending through December.
We're at 26 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. Today, mostly sunny than windy, high of 62. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Slight chance of rain, 57 degrees. Wednesday, hold on to your hats, button up those coats. Sunny, breezy, cold, high of 24. Good news is Thursday, upper 40s. Friday, upper 50s, and then the weekend into the 60s. So get up, get outside, and enjoy your Monday morning. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.